Hello, my friends. You're listening to Repent and Believe podcast with Cynthia Smalls of Back to God Ministries. Welcome, my friends. Here we talk and teach the message of Jesus Christ, the only one who can claim the title of Savior of the world. We also discuss all things repentance and belief in Jesus Christ and how all these things tie into living a lifestyle where our deeds are manifested and fast and God so that we may be molded by the Father into vessels to be used for His glory. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's get started. Hey everyone, before we get started, I'd like to say thank you for tuning in. And if you enjoy my podcast, please share download, leave me a message or comment. Thanks guys. Hello everyone. This is Cynthia Smalls with Back to God Ministries. How's everyone doing today? I pray that all is well in your lives, that you are walking by faith and not by sight. You beloved are to never give up on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters. I addressed this same topic about a month ago, but it does bear repeating. So what we talking about today? Well, no follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, who has repented and received forgiveness of their sins through his shed blood, can ever walk in darkness and at the same time please God. It's not possible. We are either in the kingdom of God or the kingdom of Satan. If we are in fellowship with God, our Heavenly Father, we must walk in the light. And that light is the Lord Jesus Christ. So, according to the Word of God, you cannot walk both in darkness and the light. So, let us get some biblical understanding under our collective belt before we get started. We see the Messiah over here in John chapter 12, saying in verse 31, Now judgment is upon this world. The sentence is being passed. Now the ruler of this world, Satan, will be cast out. And I, if and when I am lifted up from the earth on the cross, will draw all all people to myself, Gentiles as well as Jews. He said this to indicate the kind of death by which he was to die. At this, the crowd answered him, 
We have heard from the law that the Christ is to remain forever. How then can you say the Son of Man must be lifted up? Who is this Son of Man? Verse 35. So Jesus said to them, The light is among you only a little while longer. Walk while you have the light. Keep on living by it so that darkness will not overtake you. He who walks in the darkness does not know where he is going. He is drifting aimlessly. While you have the light, believe and trust in the light. Have faith in it. Hold on to it. Rely on it so that you may become sons of light. Being filled with light. Capital L, mind you. As followers of God. Jesus said these things and then he left and hid himself from them. Even though he had done so many signs, attesting miracles right before them, yet they still did not believe and failed to trust him. Verse 38, this was to fulfill what Isaiah the prophet said. Lord, who has believed our message and to whom has the arm, the power of the Lord been shown, unveiled, revealed? Therefore, they could not believe for Isaiah said again, he has blinded their eyes and he hardened their heart to keep them from seeing with their eyes and understanding with their heart and being converted. Otherwise, I, their God, would heal them. Amen. Isaiah said these things because he saw his glory and spoke about it and spoke about him. Nevertheless, even many of the leading men believed in him as Savior and Messiah, but because of the Pharisees, they would not confess it for fear that if they acknowledged him openly, they would be put out of the synagogue excommunicated. Mm -mm -mm. Verse 43, for they loved the approval of men more than the approval of God. But Jesus loudly declared, the one who believes and trusts in me does not believe only in me, but also believes in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees the one who sent me. I have come as light into the world, 
so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior, all those who anchor their hope in me, yes, Lord, and rely on the truth of my message, will not continue to live in darkness. Oh, beloved, hear, hear what the Lord by his spirit is saying to us today. He says in verse 46 of where we at, John 12, let me just make sure. Yes, John 12, verse what I said, 46. Let's read it again. I have come as light into the world so that everyone who believes and trusts in me as Savior, all those who anchor their hope in me and rely on the truth of my message will not continue to live in darkness. Beloved, you can't get any clearer than that because maybe what the problem is, we are not anchored. Our hope is not anchored in Christ Jesus. We do not rely on the truth of his message. Because if so, we will not continue. He said, we will not continue to walk in darkness. You want to know why? We have the light. Beloved, our hope, it is firmly set in place on Jesus Christ. We hang, so to speak, our spiritual hat on his message. And what was his core message? Repent and believe, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Do you believe that if you turn from your wicked, evil ways, if you change your mindset that sin is no longer the big time fun, God hates sin, and sinners, unless they confess and repent, they will perish. But God, in his mercy, demonstrated who he is. He is love. And he demonstrated that divine attribute to humanity by sending us a savior. Once we come into agreement with him that yes, we are sinners facing God's wrath. But unless we anchor our faith in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of man who came to save his people from their sins 
and from the wrath of God. And going forward in Christ, we shall walk in the light, being anchored with him. Do you believe that? Because if you believe and trust in Jesus Christ, the Bible tells us we will not perish, but have everlasting life. And this cannot be some mental ascension about Jesus, about the historical evidence that he actually walked on this earth as a man and was fully God. But have you put your life in his hands so that through his lordship, He can guide us straight to the kingdom by being empowered by his Holy Spirit to do it. Or do you still think this world still has attraction for you, whereby you don't wholeheartedly follow Jesus? You don't pick up your cross Deny, deny, deny yourself and follow him. Are you still walking in darkness, beloved? Because again and again, Jesus says you can't serve two masters. You're going to hurt yourself and you're going to end up lifting your eyes in a place of torment, thinking that you can, in fact, prove him wrong, that you can still have allegiance with this world and still walk in the light. A choice has to be made, beloved. It it is either Jesus Christ or the world. For it is in the heart that our real allegiance lies. Yeah. You want to know what else? Some people will condemn you for even suggesting that God will enact punishment against those who disobey his commandments. They're like, no, he won't. God is love. Well, yes, he is, but he is also a just and holy God. So people have no under, people have no problem understanding that if we break man's laws, we will be punished, aka penalized. So why would our holy righteous and just God, creator of the heavens and the earth and all therein, be any different. You break his laws, his holy commandments, and refuse to repent. Yes, you and I will perish. We got to understand all corruption that is in the world comes from lust. Study 2 Peter 1, 4. So, 
just like I posted over there on Facebook, aka the Lion's Den, what was it, yesterday? You might as well get your eyes off the kingdom if you are not obeying Jesus Christ. Please study Hebrews 5, 9. God, beloved, he does not overlook sin. The wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness. Yes, listen, freedom in Christ is not a lifestyle characterized by self-indulgence and gratifying our own sinful desires. No, it's not. Nope. The Lord gave me this word back on August 8th, 2023 at 932 Central Standard Time. I will not sympathize with the wicked. I will not mourn the wicked. They have turned against me. So I will turn against them. I will always have the final say. Thus saith the Lord. Amen. So we have to look at the facts. Do you really think you can live like a hellion and not face the wrath of God? We better think again. We must repent. Listen, the Bible tells us that hell is enlarging herself for all of those who think Jesus Christ is playing. We must repent, beloved. We must turn over in our minds that no longer are we going to live lives characterized by sin. That is why I keep before me on my desk right here, 2 Timothy 2.19, it serves as a reminder. Let everyone, because right before that, who was this? Paul. He was saying that the Lord knows who are his. Let everyone who names the name of the Lord depart from iniquity. Amen. Glory be to God, beloved. Iniquity, to put it in a nutshell, okay, to make it less complicated. It is the characteristic of the one who willfully, deliberately, blatantly goes on sinning. Although they have received the knowledge of the truth, because these are they. And what is shocking, because I actually lived this, naming the name Lord, Lord, but I was not departing from iniquity. Again, this is the characteristic the mindset, the disposition of one who don't care, okay? 
don't care about God's consequence for sin. And because of false doctrine about how you can sin until you are blue in the face, but as long as you believe, air quotes, air quotes, believe in Jesus, you have eternal security. Says who? Because God never says that you can't, in fact, stay in iniquity. You can stay disrespecting my name, disregarding my holy commands, and still go to heaven. I am still waiting for chapter and verse. Don't give me all of the precious promises about eternal life because those same scriptures have requirements of those who will receive eternal life. Eternal life, listen, don't let me get the bell out early in the morning, but you know what? A lot of us gotta wake up. You and I can not continue any longer. Let today be the last day you walk in iniquity, totally disregarding what the Lord Jesus Christ has said throughout the Gospels and totally throwing out the window the teachings of his apostles. They have all made it crystal clear. The unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. They were not talking to sinners. They wasn't talking to the false convert. Take take them out of the picture. This is for born-again children of God who do not want to detach themselves from the world, but they still want to say, Lord, Lord, let us into the wedding feast. The Christ has made it clear. Once the owner of the home stands up and shuts the door, that's it. That's it. And you can bang on it until you have splinters in your palm. You ain't coming in. He will declare you are a worker of iniquity. There will be no, okay, well, you know what? Knock about five more times and then I'm going to let you in. Because see, maybe then you would have learned your lesson. Beloved, there is no such place as purgatory. We have one chance at this. And that is when we are still alive in these earthly body suits. Once we get called out of them... We stand in eternity to face judgment. And those who have lived an obedient, trusting, reliance, life 
in Christ, they will stand before Jesus in judgment to receive rewards as faithful, obedient children of God. All that we do, beloved, is being recorded in heaven. What we do in public as well as in private is being recorded. Yes. Heaven must have an elaborate library to store all the books of each person person's life. Mm-hmm. We won't be standing before Jesus to give an account for sin. But he also said by his spirit and that Paul taught that many will be saved barely, but they will lose rewards. Having escaped hell's fire literally by the skins of their teeth. But they themselves will be saved. But they will lose rewards. And some people go, well, that's fine as long as, long as I'm in heaven. The Bible doesn't tell us what it will be like for those in the kingdom who have lost rewards. So, we... We don't know whether or not what the outcome would be. But we will be with, with Jesus, but we would have lost rewards. So, we won't know any of this until we drop the bodysuit. But, beloved, listen. We cannot be expecting the, the full joy of the kingdom if we are living waywardly, thinking that somehow at the very last minute we can repent and just, you know, like Paul said, barely making it in. Why would you want to even live a life like that, limping your way into the kingdom? I don't know, beloved. I don't know. I haven't seen anything but earth. Listen. The Lord Jesus Christ, he meant what he said in Luke 13, 3, and in verse 5 but unless you but unless you repent you too shall all likewise perish i did a podcast what back in on on the 8th of this month asking a question will god let you just slide onto slide into heaven well the answer as we found out through the word, no. A resounding, no ma'am, 
No, sir. The Lord Jesus Christ is not going to let any one of us just slide into heaven. The Bible tells us exactly who shall inherit eternal life. And it will not be the one who is banking on sliding into heaven with their sinful, wicked lifestyles trailing behind them, claiming the name. Mm-mm. The Bible does tell us who, in fact, will inherit eternal life and who will not. Beloved, this is a tight race and it is a tight walk. If we are continue, continuing to walk in darkness when we have the light, Jesus Christ, what do you possibly think the outcome will be? I'm going to let you meditate on that. Getting back to John 12, <clears throat> look at verse 48. Jesus went on to say, whoever rejects me and refuses to accept my teachings has one who judges him. The very word that I spoke will judge and condemn him on the last day. Amen. For I have never spoken on my own initiative or authority, but the Father himself who sent me has given me a commandment regarding what to say and what to speak. I know that his commandment is eternal life. So the things I speak, I speak in accordance with his exact instruction just as the Father has told me. Amen. And yet, and yet, my brothers and sisters, with all that the Christ has just stated, people still reject the living Christ. And because of said rejection, they face eternal destruction eternal damnation if they do not repent. Listen to what the Lord Jesus Christ says over here in John chapter 3, starting in verse 18. The one who does not believe and has decided to reject him as personal Savior and Lord is judged already. That one has been convicted and sentenced because he has not believed and trusted in the name of the of the one and only begotten son of god the only one who is truly unique the only one of his kind oh beloved christ jesus is the only one born in the flesh of a virgin woman. No one has ever 
been born of a virgin and remained a virgin even after birth. No one but Jesus Christ, he was born of a virgin by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to God. Verse 19. No, back up to verse 18. The only one of his kind, the one who alone can save him. This is the judgment. Verse 19, John 3. That is the cause for indictment, the test by which people are judged. The basis for the sentence is this, beloved. The light, capital L, has come into the world and people loved the darkness rather than the light, for their deeds were evil. Every wrongdoer hates the light. Beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ is telling us that sinners hate him. You want to know why? Well, he's about to tell us. For fear that his sinful, worthless activities will be exposed and condemned. Amen. That's why. And those who have repented of their sins and have come to the light, we are commanded to take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but, in, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things they do in secret. Amen. Ephesians 5, 11 to 12. Now that we are in Christ Jesus, beloved, now that we are in the light, we have been commanded to take no part at all in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. And to the glory of God, being empowered by his Holy Spirit, that is what I try to do on this podcast. Expose darkness. Letting us know what exactly is sin. So that we are not ignorant of Satan's devices, his schemes, his plots, his traps. He don't want you to inherit God's kingdom. He wants you to be thrown into that lake of fire right along with all of his followers, the Antichrist and the false prophet, who will be there waiting for Satan and his followers to, to join them. We know we do live in a world completely manipulated by our adversary. That's why we need the Lord Jesus Christ. That's why we must stick to him like glue. Otherwise, bit by bit, we will be lured 
back into the world, back into darkness, going back to the vomit. The Bible calls our past wicked lifestyles vomit. Like a dog who returns back to his vomit. Like a washed pig who goes right back to wallowing in the mud. That's what it looks like from heaven when we do that. Having been cleaned and washed and and sanctified. For us to go back to full-fledged darkness, the filth. That's vomit. It is disgusting in the sight of holy God who purchased us with the precious shed blood of Jesus Christ. And then for what? For us to treat it as unholy and common? We don't have any problem with trampling underfoot the blood covenant? And do you think you and I deserve to enter the kingdom? Think about it. Do you think we deserve it? Because if you say, well, yes, because of grace, you better get away from me. You better get away from me because you just may be an agent of Satan. We don't take his grace as a license to keep on with the foolishness. The Lord Jesus Christ will be just when he say on the day that he judge the inhabited world, depart from me. I never, he said he is going to say, I never knew you. You are a worker of iniquity. Do you really want to hear that? We cannot be deceived, beloved. We cannot. So, okay. I want to talk some more about light. Because John and the other apostles preach the message that God is light. 1 John 1, 5, this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you, unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Amen. There is no darkness in God, beloved. This message did not come from John or the other apostles. It was Jesus who declared that in God, there is no darkness at all. None. John also wrote in 1 John 1, 6, If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We lie and do not the truth. Amen. A person who claims to be a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, but does not live by truth is only making a false claim. We are called by God to walk in the light. 
1 John 1, 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Amen. That's so clear, beloved. Those who walk in the light have left the darkness of this world and are walking in purity and godliness. The first consequence of a follower of Jesus walking in the light is fellowship with other brethren. A second consequence of walking in the light is forgiveness of sins by the blood of Jesus. Walking in the light, or if you want to say it like this, living a holy life by following the word of God, beloved, it is the best thing going. It's the best thing going. What is what does Acts 26 18 tells us? Well, it is all about turning from darkness to light. Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles, this we know. He was called by God to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light. And from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Amen. You, my brethren, are not in darkness. No. Mm Mm-mm. And if you are, repent and come out of it. What does 1 Thessalonians 5 verses 4 to 5 say? But ye, brethren, are not in darkness. See? Those who have light are not in darkness. But ye, brethren, are not in darkness, that 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 day should overtake you as a thief. Ye are all the children of light, and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Amen. Because, beloved... People who are of the night, when they turn away from the light and refuse to accept God and his truth, they will perish. They will end up in that lake of fire. Holy God is no one to play with. He is not the man upstairs He is not the big guy in the sky. He ain't your Santa Claus. He's not your grandfather. He is 
He is God and he is to be respected with profound respect, walking in the fear of the Lord. Yes. We are now hear me because I don't want to be misconstrued. We ought not to become so familiar with God to even think that he will turn a blind eye to your sin just because he loves you so much that you, unlike the rest of us who who are walking the straight and the narrow in fear and profound respect of his name, but you get to stay in your adulterous remarriage, although you have a living spouse, but God wants you to be happy. He said to you, apparently in prayer, that you get to have another bite at the apple. I, one sister in Christ, right, said to me that Jesus told her in prayer that she can stay in her adulterous remarriage, although he has a living spouse and she has a living spouse. The Lord, the Lord God did not tell her such a thing. He will never tell any one of his children to walk in iniquity, to to totally disregard his word about adulterers. Because he says in 1 Corinthians 6, 9, as well as Galatians 5, as well as Revelation 21, verse 8, the adulterer will not inherit his kingdom, but will be thrown into the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. He doesn't play favorites. Please get that into your understanding. Holy God does not play favorites. He will treat both Jew and Greek what they deserve. Mm-hmm. He will repay. He will repay both the Jew and the Greek. Likewise, there is no favoritism with God. We can all get it if we turn our backs on Jesus Christ. Yes, ma'am. We will. But God is love. Yes, he is. God loves Jesus Christ and what he has done for humanity. Okay. I'm going to leave us with this. With this understanding, right? We have been delivered from the power of darkness. I love it what Paul says over here in Colossians 1, 12 to 14. Because Paul wrote that believers should be 
Listen to what he says. Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the inheritance of the saints in light, who hath delivered us from the power of darkness and hath translated us into the kingdom of his dear son, in whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Amen. Beloved, when a person becomes a follower of Jesus, he becomes a citizen in the kingdom of God's dear son. This is the kingdom of light as opposed to the kingdom of darkness in which we lived when we were outside of Christ. Bottom line, if you are not following Jesus, then you are walking in darkness. And there is, and I don't care what these charismatic charismatic preachers are talking about. There is a great penalty for walking in darkness. It is called the eternal destruction of your soul according to Revelation 2015. That if your name has not been found written in the Lamb's book of life, you will be thrown into the lake of fire. Amen. Christ Jesus is the light of the world. Without him, everything is darkness, misery, and death. Amen. I love it. What he says over here in John 8, 12. Because just before that, John 8, 11. John 8, 11 sets the pattern for anyone that has been. Oh, I love you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. For anyone that has been caught in sin. Whether it be adultery, fornication, idolatry, homosexuality, thievery, covetousness, lying, gossip, stealing, murder, you name it. Pick any one of the 17 works of the flesh. Once we have been forgiven of those sin, Christ Jesus tells us in the next breath how to live going forward. Go, comma, and sin no more. That's how we live now that we have been forgiven. Because many apostate preacher love to shout, Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1, okay. Glory be to God for Romans 8.1, but Romans 8.1 has a condition about those who are no longer condemned, comma, for those who walk not after the flesh. There is no more condemnation. 
for those who are in Christ Jesus, comma, comma, who walk not after the flesh. Matter of fact, let's read it. But let me finish up with John 8. After the Lord told the woman who was caught in the very act of adultery, he told her how she should live going forward. And he's telling us this also. Go, here we go with another comma, and sin no more. Verse 12, here we go. Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. The Lord Jesus says in John 12, 46. Hold on. Let's go to Romans 8, 11. Hold on. Let's, let me pull this up in real time, folks. Here we go. Because... Some people got the Lord twisted. Everyone wants to shout about Romans 8, 1. Listen, there is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, comma, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Amen. So if you are confessing that you still sin, as you say, from time to time, because after all, no one is perfect. We all sin. Don't you sin? We all sin. Beloved, we don't make it a practice to walk in iniquity. We don't make it a habit to willfully, blatantly, deliberately disregard God's holy commands about his children must be obedient. We don't do that habitually. Now, if we do miss the mark, we confess immediately. We regret it immediately. We don't keep on doing it. We go to God because we have an advocate in heaven, Jesus Christ. God is faithful. Unlike us half the time, he is faithful and just. He will forgive us of our sin and cleanse us. Yes, Holy Spirit, that's evident in John 8, 11. He forgives. Yes, he does. He, he is merciful, compassionate, loving kindness. He is long-suffering with us. Yes, he will forgive you, comma, Go and sin no more. 
we don't we don't get to stay in it day in and day out day in and day out waking up in adultery going to bed in adultery waking up in fornication going to bed in fornication waking up smoking the weed going to bed smoking the weed no that is no life of peace in Christ Jesus you are listen Listen, you are living in self-delusion. You and I are deluded to even think that that lifestyle is okay with holy God. And you keep saying, Lord, Lord. Jesus says, why call me Lord, Lord, and you don't obey. You don't do what I say to do. He's not your Lord. That flesh is your Lord. Make no mistake, beloved. We are here to be woken up. Not as the world's woke. That's a that's a whole nother hot mess. These people, look, these people claim to be so woke. But they are dead asleep in sin. And if they don't come to Christ Jesus, you're going to perish. So it don't matter how many conspiracies you know this government is employing. It don't matter how many dark knowledge you know that these elites are doing behind closed doors all of that don't matter. It don't matter that you really know this earth is flat, but this wicked satanic government through education has deceived masses to think we live on a spinning blue marble hurling through space, revolving around the sun. All you got to do is read God's account in Genesis. So it don't matter how woke you are. It don't matter that you know <clears throat> the Roman pagan Catholic church is not the church of Jesus Christ. It don't matter if you are woke to all of the agendas that's going on in this wicked world if you are disobeying Jesus Christ. So what you know about the plots and the schemes of the Army, the Air Force, the Navy, the Marines? It don't matter that you know exactly what these countries are doing with all of this sex trafficking of children, children and men and women. It don't matter that you understand this government works for Satan. Both sides of the aisle works for Satan. It don't matter none of that if you are still a worker of iniquity. We need to be woke to the things of God. And put all those other things on the shelf because the Lord Jesus Christ, when he returns in flaming fire. What it says over here? Second Thessalonians 1, 8 through 9 in flaming fire, taking vengeance on them 
that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who shall be punished with everlasting destruction from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of his power. Amen. The Lord will deal with his enemies. It is educational to know that we have been duped and that just pulls us even more to Jesus Christ. No longer are we partakers of this evil, satanic, Babylonian, Luciferian, sin-sick, vile, detestable world. I'm glad we have been snatched out of it. They're going to do what they do. The Antichrist, if he ain't already on the world scene somewhere, he's going to show up. That's Bible prophecy. And we know there will be a mark of the beast. There will there, there will be beheadings. There will be heavy persecution and killings of true Christians. We know all of this. So all of their scheming and plotting and, and getting this, this whole thing set up for the one world government it must take place. So we can be angry at the evil that's going on. Just as long as we are not participating in it. We await our Savior to return. And if he does delay and we go by the way of the grave, let us hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Welcome, welcome into the kingdom. Enjoy the glory of my father. That's what we are living to hear. So let me leave y'all with John 12, 46. Jesus says, I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should, no, no. No, 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 no. Go back up. I was reading John 8. No, no, no. See, this is hmm. This is why I need to hit return so it doesn't flow all together. Here we go. John 12, 46. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. Amen. He's telling us again. As long as we are in him, we, how he says it, should not abide in darkness. So, Ask yourself this as you study and meditate on the word of God today. Am I walking in darkness anywhere? Anywhere in our in your life? Is there any adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness? That's that sensuality, sexiness, harlotry. 
idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings. Is, is any of that in your life? Because what should be <clears throat> manifesting is the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. Look, Galatians 5.24, I love it. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the spirit, let us also walk in the spirit. And let us not be desirous of vainglory, beloved, provoking one another, envying one another. Amen. Amen. Oh, Heavenly Father, we come to you today with thanksgiving and praise on our lips. Hallowed be thy holy righteous name father in the name of jesus christ thank you for our salvation thank you for saving us we come to know through your word that while there are wondrous blessings connected with the salvation which christ alone provides there are both conditions and consequence consequences John 3:16 John 3:18 John 3:36 tell us that those who will not believe in Christ Jesus will perish they are condemned already they will not see life and will suffer the wrath of God Christ Jesus himself gives many descriptions of the consequences of rejecting your salvation being cast into outer darkness into a fiery furnace a lake of fire and everlasting fire where there will be weeping gnashing of teeth unto everlasting destruction father these teachings of jesus are not promoted in many Christian circles today. Most certainly not in the apostate church. They are indeed his teachings nonetheless. Father, your heart is revealed to us in Isaiah 45, 22. Look unto me. And be ye saved, all the ends of the earth. For I am God, and there is none else. Amen. Ezekiel 18.23 Have I any pleasure at all that the wicked should die? 
saith the Lord God, and not that he should return from his ways and live. Amen. Father, you are giving humanity enough time to repent. Your mercy endures forever, just like in the days before the flood. The door to the ark will be closed behind those who washed their robes in the blood of Christ. By believing and trusting in him, the righteous who do his commandments, so that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter by the gates into the city, according to Revelation twenty-two fourteen. Father, once the door is closed. There will be no more compassion. There will be no more sympathy. There will be no mourning over the wicked. They have sealed their fate because they refuse to receive Jesus and walk in righteousness, being empowered by your Holy Spirit. They chose the things of the world and the things in the world. Father, you have set a day, and that day is fastly approaching. Acts 17, 30 to 31 tells us, Therefore God overlooked and disregarded the former ages of ignorance, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. That is, to change their old way of thinking, to regret their past sins, and to seek God's purpose for their lives because he has set a day when he will judge the inhabited world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed and destined for that task. And he has provided credible proof to everyone by raising him from the dead. Amen. Glory be to God. Father, I ask for mercy on those who are right now rejecting Christ Jesus as Lord and Savior, who are right now denying your existence and your power and your sovereignty, and your holiness, and your righteous ways, that they come to their senses and repent. Have mercy on us all, Father, and I pray for the saints of God, that we remain faithful to Jesus Christ, that we remain abiding in him, trusting his word, adhering to his commandments, to love God with our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as we love ourselves. We long to see eternity. We long to be with you in eternity, enjoying your kingdom. We receive our inheritance, Father. Show us by your Spirit how to be holy, how to obey Jesus Christ and put away anyone, anything, any place 
that will disqualify us from our inheritance. Have mercy on us all, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Glory to the Most High God who sent the world a Savior to save us from the wrath of God that is surely, most certainly, to come upon the wicked. Thank you for your mercy. Amen. All right, my brothers and sisters, repent and believe. Stop sinning and turn back to God. Let us never forget Revelation 22:17 The Holy Spirit and the bride, the church believers, say come. And let the one who hears say come. And let the one who is truly no, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who wishes take and drink the water of life without cost. Amen. Beloved, the Lord Jesus Christ has given us a final invitation. Come, come, come. All those who are still living wickedly, repent and turn back to God. He wants his light, his children of light to come back home. Prodigal son, prodigal daughter, come back to the father. He will forgive you. Time is running short. Return home. Come up, come up out of that adulterous remarriage. Put away the porn. Stop masturbating. Stop smoking them cigarettes. You are destroying the temple of God's Holy Spirit. Stop cursing. Stop lying. Stop stealing. Stop sleeping around. Stop partying. Stop drinking like a drunkard. Stop slandering. Stop lying. Stop it. Jesus says all liars, their place will be in the lake that blazes with fire and brimstone. And he means it. Repent. Repent, repent, repent. And Lord willing, I love you, my brothers and sisters. I shall be speaking to you all soon. Praise the living God. Bye for now. guys for tuning in i truly appreciate all your support until next time i'll be talking to y'all soon bye